Exposure. Pulse 95 Live from Exposure at the Expo Center Sharjah. Yes, and we're back live right here at Pulse 5 at the 7th edition of the International Photography Festival Exposure at Sharjah Expo Center. Right before the break, we got the chance to talk with Rob Irving, a phenomenal commercial photographer who has tons of workshops for you to check out, which I urge you to register online at exposure.ae mm-hmm. or make your way to the workshop zone. And now we have the pleasure to introduce to you guys Ronan Donovan, a renowned wildlife photographer and filmmaker who has dedicated his career to documenting the beauty of the natural world. Ronan's passion for wildlife has in, was ingrained in him from an early age, and his love for animals has taken him to all seven continents, where he has captured some of the most stunning images of wild chimpanzees, mountain gorillas, and most recently, Arctic wolves. His work has been featured in National Geographic, as well as um, as well as in National Geographic channels and magazines. His storytelling ex- skills extend beyond wildlife to include human interactions and conservation efforts. Welcome to the show, Ronan. Thanks very much. Yeah, happy to be here. It's a so pleasure to have you on. We want to ask, is this your first time here at Exposure? Yeah, yeah, first time in, yeah, that's Emirates. Amazing. Anything, yeah, that's the all. first time here? Oh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So you can add that one more to your, uh, your travel. Yeah, list. exactly. My travel is all seven continents plus this and yeah. uh, you know for someone who's been uh, you're, you're man of the world you know you you've tapped into all sorts of ecosystems and biomes your exhibition titled arctic wolves in a warming world um very interesting i got the chance to see it myself and uh you know we have this tendency to uh almost like soften things that we perceive you know oh look at the wolves they're so cute but no these are wild animals they are raw, they are real, and we take for granted the things that we're doing in our lives that affect their lives. Can you tell us a little bit more about the exhibition and the impact that you hope to leave for people who step into it? Yeah, I think it's important. Uh, The message I want to get across with the exhibit is two things. One is that they live in similar family groups to humans. Wild wolves do. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, basically it's just mom and dad with extended generations of, of young. Um, we're social mammals just like them. We evolved to hunt the same things, large hooved animals on the landscape. So that's one thing I want to get across is some of the similarities. So seeing them as cute and interesting is, is good, is something that draws you in. And then the second thing I want to get across is that even though they're way far at the end of the earth, basically, they're 80 degrees north, just, you know, little a little bit south of the North Pole, um, they're still being affected by human-caused climate change um, through a bacterial outbreak that is causing their prey species muskoxen to decline drastically. So yeah, while they're kind of in this time capsule, as we think of them very far north, they're still suffering the effects of, of climate change. Now, what inspired you to pursue a career in wildlife photography and filmmaking, and how did you even get started in this field? I was a field biologist before this, so I studied wildlife for eight years out of college. And through that, I learned the techniques of the scientific process, collecting data, filing scientific papers, co-authoring with other scientists, and adding to you know, the long-term data set that exists for the scientific method. It's been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. Um, and then I reached a point where I learned more about the subjects I was studying and the threatened ecosystems uh, through the traveling that I was doing for research and I felt compelled to transfer to essentially communicating science Mm -hmm. to a wider audience to try to make positive change towards 
sustainable future for all of us, wildlife and humans included. And, and switching to photography, it's important. I, I just want to ask how important it is to be prepared before you step into those wild environments, how much you have to know before you can just go in and grab a camera and, and take some snapshots. I grew up in a very rural forested area in Vermont in the United States. Um, my time as a child with my brother was just outside walking through the woods and forests with our dogs and essentially exploring the natural world. And then I carried that into my adult life and, and much of what I do now, much of the assignments that I have, whether it's Arctic wolves in Canada or it's chimpanzees in Uganda, half of it is just kind of being comfortable in the outdoors, knowing how to stay healthy, well-fed, nourished, mm -hmm. and just comfortable so that you can then do this important work, which is documenting. And, and yeah, so there's this, this one element that is just kind of outdoor skill sets. And then the other half is, of course, the technical skill set of whether it's a photography or, or a film project. I just finished up a couple shoots for the BBC series Planet Earth 3 that's coming out later this year. And that just requires you know traveling with 20 cases of equipment flying with 20 cases of pelican cases of you know just everything you can imagine to be prepared so it's it's one side just tents and camping and outdoor gear and the other side is all the techno gear which makes me ask the next question i know for sure when i look at those image those images the close-ups the unnervingly close images i'm thinking okay how in the world can you capture something without being intrusive, without mm -hmm. disrupting, mm -hmm. and, and just getting something that's natural. Yeah, I think um, you know early on in my biology career, I had the opportunity to research chimpanzees in Uganda, wild chimpanzees that had been studied for the last 30 years, which means that they have been repeatedly exposed to humans, and so they are completely habituated, meaning that they just go about their daily lives and you can follow them through the forest at you know five to 10 meters behind them every waking moment of their life, you know, a family of 50 to 60 chimpanzees. And so having that experience just completely changed my idea of both the observational ability of watching a wild animal, meaning like these animals would fall asleep in your presence. And I never thought that would be possible for wild animals. And so I carry that still into my photography work, where ideally I work with animals that either are habituated, let's say like a research group of animals, whether it be lions or chimpanzees or gorillas, or in the case of the Arctic wolves, they are not hunted or trapped. They don't have negative human encounters, and so therefore they're just kind of indifferent to human presence. They're more curious about humans, and so they allow you to, yeah, walk amongst them while they're sleeping. So, you know, sometimes I've done work where you're in a blind, you're trying to hide from the animals, but at the end of the day, you're not going to get the most interesting images um, if the subject is scared of you. So like with humans, I give the analogy, like if you're trying to, if you guys were scared of me and I'm trying to take your pictures, we wouldn't make any interesting images. Exactly. A hundred percent. Now, again, obviously, you know, we see the pictures, but there's a lot of hard work behind it. You're sitting there maybe for hours on end trying to get the perfect shot. Now, obviously, there's going to be a lot of challenges. Can you tell us a challenge you had, one of the, you know, biggest challenges you had in your photography career? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I've had knee surgery on both knees as oh. a result of accidents that happened doing actually this assignment for National oh Geographic God. for Arctic Wolves. Uh, I've had malaria three times. Um, you know, it it's, can be oftentimes very uncomfortable. You know, you're living wow. in a tent for three months straight uh, away from family, friends, loved ones. 
Um, so there are definitely some sacrifices and costs to it. You know, it's uh, young people that come up and they want to, they ask me like, what do you, how do I get into this? What do you suggest? And half of it just has to be kind of this like stubborn obsession where you just continually keep driving. And some of that is too far. Like I don't recommend that people should hurt themselves to yeah. make images. That's not what I'm advocating. I need to work smarter as opposed to just working harder. But um, yeah, I mean, in the Arctic, specifically on this assignment, photographing wolves, I use a vehicle called a, an ATV or a four-wheeler. It's mm -hmm. just a, a single person um, four-wheeled machine that allows me to keep up with the wolves while they travel up to 60 miles a day. And doing that day after day, month after month, uh, in a row, and then having some accidents where you're getting into some sketchy terrain. You know, you're off, off roading. There's no roads, so you're just navigating, essentially trying to keep up with the wolves. I had some accidents there, and then knew that I did something to my knee. But I'm, you know, a couple weeks away from uh, medical attention, yeah. and and so just kept working for another couple months, um, which isn't recommended but uh, that's the obsessive stubborn side of it <laughs> i absolutely love Crazy. the the mentality of suffering for the art yeah in a way because your your endeavor is very it's more than yourself you feel like there's there's a, an imperative need a necessity to capture this because uh what i found interesting is these are arctic wolves but their environments lack you know snow and ice it's it seems like that world is slowly dying in a way it is, yeah. The Arctic is warming four times faster than the rest of the world. So the effects of climate change are happening at a much more accelerated rate in the North and South Poles. And so being there, bearing witness, to me, feels like I'm trying to add to the larger conversation that's being had throughout the human experience that we're all trying to figure out how do we continually live our lives in the way that modern humans have decided we want to uh, without just destroying every other living system, ecosystem, wildlife, and in turn, the reality is that we're connected to those things. Humans can't live without having balanced ecosystems and having biodiversity. It's never been done before. I don't want to live in a world where we find out what happens when we have no more wild wolves and no more wild bees and, you know, the ecosystems are completely changed. So, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to add to a larger conversation and, and something that is yeah much more much bigger than than myself and, and the current human community uh, your contributions uh, to the conservation effort is is really admirable and I urge people to check out the exhibition Arctic wolves in a warming world if we have any final questions uh, I'll leave it to honey I'm, I'm, I'm in awe right now. Again, we tip, I tip my hat off to you because, again, I, when you were telling the story, I'm imagining myself there. And obviously, it needs a lot of mental willpower just to, you know, say, no, I have a task. I want to complete it. And again, there's obviously a bigger goal in mind. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on the show with us. Yes, uh, absolute pleasure. Ronan Donovan, please check out his exhibition. And we hope to have you here next year for any future projects or, or any public awareness that you want to bring to here at Charger in the World. I greatly appreciate both of you and your questions Thank and you. giving me this, this platform to speak to a wider audience. Thank you. We are honored and, and thank you so much. We're going to take a short break and coming up next, we're just going to be wrapping up the daily agenda for the seventh edition of Exposure. So stay locked and stay tuned right here to Pulse 95.